Turn our Bibles to the book of Job. We're going to look at two places in the book of Job this evening. Uh, we're going to read several verses from Job chapter number 1. And then we'll read one verse of scripture from Job chapter number 42. Uh, so our text tonight will be from the first chapter of Job and also from the last chapter of Job. And I have a thought, a truth that I want to give you tonight uh, that will be a help to you. Uh, the Lord gave me this thought and this message this past week, I was in uh, New Mexico visiting with our good friend, our missionary, Brother Don Chitty. And uh, on the uh, way back, the day back in the uh, travel back to flying out of Albuquerque, and I was exchanging texts and phone calls with many of our members and, and different things. I do a lot of my counseling by text, and it's an interesting uh, world we live in today. Um, but I've been thinking about some things and praying about some things, and the Lord gave me uh, these thoughts as I was uh, pondering these things. And so I want to be a help to you. I believe it'll be a help to you tonight. I want you to listen to me on purpose from the uh, top row of the choir to the back row of the auditorium this evening. Uh, those listening by live stream radio, I want you to give me your attention tonight. As we look at the book of Job, chapter number one, begin reading with verse number 13. I'll, I'll read in just a moment, but I want to remind you what takes place uh, in the life of Job. Uh, Job is... A righteous man. Uh, it's easy to draw the conclusion uh, from what the Bible says about Job uh, that he was the best man walking on the planet during his lifetime. Uh, there's a conversation that takes place as Satan enters into the presence of our Lord. And uh, it's good for us to be reminded that Satan is real. And there is a real spiritual conflict uh, that takes place around us and Joe, uh, the Satan comes to accuse the brethren, and uh, the, the question, the person of Job is brought up, and uh, Satan uh, begins to uh, banter with God and says, the reason why he is, is, is says so many good things about you, Lord, is because you're so good to him. The reason why he serves you is you're so good to him. And of course, the conversation, the Lord allows uh, the devil uh, to enter into the life of, of Job and take everything from Job, but he could not take his life. And so we see that take place, and then we get to verse number 13. In the beginning of verse number 13, Job's world is fixing to change. I don't think Job could have dreamed up what's about to take place in a matter of moments. <clears throat> Let's follow in verse 13. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell you. When, to tell thee, when he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands, and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell ye. What, tell thee, while he was yet speaking, verse 18, there came also another, and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men. And they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground and worshipped, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, 
and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Uh, a day that Job never saw coming, a day that Job would never forget. Tonight I want to use the life of Job to be a help to us, and I want to speak on this subject this evening. Some lessons have to be learned the hard way. Some lessons have to be learned the hard way. Father, I pray that uh, you would allow us to let your word speak to us. Uh, May the life of Job, the sufferings of Job, and yes, the victories of Job uh, speak to us this evening. And Father, I pray that these truths that are found in your word, may they, they speak to us, minister us, minister to us tonight. Uh, may we also have victory in our life uh, because of the example set before us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We've all heard, I would say, the statement of, uh, well, they, some, you just have to, he's just got to learn things the hard way. And usually we refer that to those who would make poor choices and they have to learn from that poor choice. That certainly applies. If I have to choose, uh, I want to listen to those who have learned the hard way so that I don't have to learn the hard way. But as we think about life and we think about what we are going to encounter and we do encounter, uh, as we think about this, uh, there are some things that God can only teach us the hard way. Job was a righteous man. Job, I would submit to you this evening, was the best man on the planet. God had blessed him greatly. This was the kind of man that offered sacrifices on behalf of his children just in case they did not confess everything to God. This is a man who loved the Lord. This is a man who did that which was right. And in return, God had blessed him greatly. Uh, He lost all of these things. We must remember and be reminded that he had them to lose. God had been very, very good to him. With God's blessings, Job had learned, no doubt, many things. He knew the goodness of God. He knew the greatness of God. And yes, there was some truth to what the devil said when he was arguing against Job. God, you're so good to him. Why would he not? Bless, bless your name. Why would he not serve you? And certainly, let me stop right there and say, God has been so good to us, in spite of what we may have to deal with, that, that the praise of God ought to be on the, the tip of our tongue all the time. It ought to be on our lips all the time. God has been good to us. We learn many things from the blessings of God. I like to learn what God teaches me. I like to be reminded of how good God is. I like those unexpected blessings. I like the, the, the promises in the scripture, the cause and effect, those, those, those laws that God has established. If you, if you do this, then I will do this. It's simple. It's, 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 I'll say it's simple, not easy, but simple to get God to bless. You just do what God says to do in order to be blessed, and he'll bless you. But there are some things that can't be learned that way. Job had the blessings of God. But there were some lessons that God wanted to teach Job. There are some things that God would use this situation. And I would also say that God would have never signed off on this if there was not something that God wanted to do in the life of Job. God did not step back, if you will, 
and give the devil the authority to inflict this misery upon him just so that he could prove a point. He did so, yes, a point would be proven, but he did so because there was a work that he wanted to do in the life of Job. Friend, make no mistake about it. No matter how long you've been saved, how many times you can testify the goodness of God, you and I are not finished works, and there are still things that God wants to do in our life. Now, I want to remind you that God is not a cruel God. He is not an unjust God. God allows certain things and certain things that we even bring upon ourselves, but he allows other things because he wants to do a work in our life. And I'm thankful for the reminders and the blessings that when God blesses us, we can say, oh, thank you, God, for reminding me how faithful of a God you are. Thank you for reminding me for how good of a God uh, you are. And I, I want to be, be one who stands and testifies that everybody can see it. I, I don't regret serving God. I don't regret giving God my life. I, I enjoy the blessings of God, and serving God is the greatest life anyone could ever live. But might we be reminded tonight from the life of Job? There are some lessons God cannot teach us but any way but the hard way. And Job is an example of that tonight. And if you'll allow me, I want to point out a couple of lessons that Job learned that we can learn. And then I want, to, I want to end with a truth tonight. I want to end with a challenge following those lessons. So I trust you'll give me your attention for the next few minutes I want to submit, number one, that the first lesson that Job learned the hard way is that life is fragile. It's fragile. You know, when you're young, you're going to live forever. When you're young, every dream you have is going to be fulfilled. When you're young, things are going to work out exactly how you describe them and you want them. But my how Job's life changed in an instant. In that day, at that time, before those messengers came, everything was the way Job would have wanted it. Job learned life is fragile. Well, isn't it amazing that the longer we live, the more we realize that? That this life, and just when we think we've got control of everything, it changes, and it can, circumstances come upon us. The second lesson I want us to see tonight is what we have can be taken from us in an instant. Literally, in moments, Job was the wealthiest person and became perhaps the poorest person. Job had ten children. In an instant, all ten were taken from him. Job had great wealth. He had all those livestock in an instant taken from him. Job had those servants, those who were in his employment, those that uh, took care of those things. And, and no doubt, uh, Job, knew, Job knew each of them by name, and, and they worked for Job, and they served Job, and in an instant, they were gone. Everything we have can be taken from us in an instant. We need to be reminded, and sometimes God allows us to be reminded, that we are not in charge. We are not in control. And everything we have can be taken from us in an instant. That's why, friend, we should not take for granted the things that we have. 
Uh, we, we have gotten a, just a taste, just a taste in our nation in the last couple of years, the fact that our freedoms can be taken from us in an instant. Our, our livelihoods can be taken from us in an instant. Uh, Job had it all. I think one of the downfalls of Christians in general is the fact that we get smug and satisfied with the blessings of God and, and we think that, that things cannot change and we're reminded from the life of Job and there's only one way Job could learn this. I think he was aware of the fact that I can lose it all, but until he lost it all, uh, he, he could not fully understand that lesson that everything we have can be taken from us in an instant. It reminds us that our focus ought to be on God and not the blessings of God. Our joy ought to be in our God, not the blessings of God. The third lesson. My, don't, don't be alarmed by how fast I'm moving through this. I have a challenge at the end of this. But number three, we see we are not immune to heartache. Job was saved man. Job was a good man. Job did that which God would bless. We cannot even fathom and imagine the heartache that in an instant was thrust onto Job. And sometimes, and I think it's good for us to be reminded as God's people, sometimes we think because we're saved that we ought to be exempt from heartache. That's not reality. Uh, in an instant, uh, his life was changed, and we are not immune from heartache. Friend, can I tell you tonight, if you're going to serve the Lord, sometimes you've got to do it with a broken heart. If you're going to be faithful, sometimes you've got to do it when you had life in complete control and then all of a sudden life is changed. Things are taken away from you. We are not immune from heartache. Job learned that. Number four, and this goes along with what we've already discussed and know, our fortunes can change in an instant. I already mentioned it. Job went from the wealthiest man to perhaps the poorest. Job went from a man who had great riches. He had those servants who took care of all of the needs. Now, not only did he not have the servants, he didn't have a need of servants because everything had been taken from him. His ten children had been taken from him. Here, Job went from the top to the bottom in literally a moment. One servant did not even have the time to get done with the bad news before the other one entered into his presence and began to tell his bad news. That servant could not even complete before the next servant came in. Yet we've all heard the old saying, when it rains, it pours. And then it seemed that life seems to happen that way, that when one thing seems to uh, be taken from us, or life begins to change in one way, here comes uh, something else, and here comes something else, and it just seems to pile on. Well, friend, no matter how difficult that is, it's not what Job dealt with. And we see this lesson that our fortunes can change in an instant. Let me just use this one for just a moment before I give us the challenge and conclude the service tonight. We know that's true, don't we? But are we really as thankful as we should be for what we have? Sometimes God has to allow things to come into our lives so that we can learn those lessons. Some lessons can only be learned the hard way. If you'll allow me to just 
use myself as an illustration. God has been so good to me. I, I, from, from the time I was a child all the way up to all these years, God has been so good to me. God has allowed certain things into my life that I never would have chosen for myself. But if I'm honest, there's lessons that he taught me that's the only way he could have ever taught them to me. It's the only way I would learn to treasure the moments I have now. It's the only way that I, will, I look at life and every day that we have and every opportunity we, we have. And you can testify as well that at some things when God allows us to go through those hard times, there's some lessons that can only be learned the hard way. As we look at the life of Job... And I prepared this message tonight, and I wanted to bring these truths. I got to thinking how many might think when I talk about Job and everything he lost and said, well, Pastor, we were in the Christmas spirit when we came in tonight. And the music just gave us, we were in the Christmas spirit. Boy, when you start talking about Job and everything he lost, and reminding us that some lessons, the only thing we can learn the hard, is the hard way, and life is fragile, and and, and, and we can go from the top to the bottom in a moment. Uh, I was in the Christmas spirit, not anymore. But often we talk of the struggles and the trials of Job and the things that Job lost. But friend, I remind you tonight, this is the first chapter. There is a last chapter in the life of Job. And while I want us to be reminded, and it's important that as a child of God, we be reminded of those same lessons that Job had to learn the hard way. And friend, we ought to enjoy the life that God has given us because I don't want God to have to teach me in a greater way that life is fragile. I want to enjoy the blessings that God has given me because I don't want to have to learn the hard way that everything I have, God can take from me. And friend, I remind you, God is in control. We ought to be so submitted to Him and so surrendered to Him that if He allowed things to come into our life like He did the life of Job, that we surrender to Him. And might it be said of us that in all of this, we did not charge God foolishly. I'll read from chapter number 42 in just a moment, but I want to point out a few things, and, and here's my challenge to us. Not just this Christmas season, but moving forward the rest of our days until the Lord calls us home. But I want us to see, say, what do we do, Pastor? We have to learn these lessons. And some of us, many of us, have had to learn some lessons this year the hard way. And over the last few years, we've learned some lessons the hard way. And perhaps tonight you could testify and say, I realize how precious these moments together are family because, quite frankly, there's a family member that's not with us this year that would have been here, that was here with us in the past. Or maybe circumstances have changed and I don't have what I ha used to have and, and life has happened. And, Pastor, I can testify not to the degree that Job can, but I've learned some lessons the hard way, and I'm trying to make sense of all of it, but I want to challenge us with the life of Job tonight. I want you to look in verse number 21 of chapter number 1. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Has God had to teach you some lessons the hard way? If he has, it's true of all of us. Some things we can only learn the hard way. So what should we do? 
praise God anyway. Sometimes we, we, we drive ourselves crazy. We react in a wrong way because we're trying to make sense of what has just happened. How in the world could Job make sense of what just took place? There's no second guessing. There's no rationalizing and coming to any conclusion that would make any sense other than God allowed these things to happen. In Job's response, this does not mean that Job had rationalized everything out. It does not mean that Job was even okay with everything that had just taken place. But it was a response that Job had. It was a reaction that Job had. Praise God anyway. And friend, whatever you've been through in 2021, in the preceding years, whatever you might go through in the future, might it be our reaction to just praise God anyway. If God took everything from us, he would still be worthy to be praised. If God allowed a heartache and tragedy to come into our life, he's still worthy to be praised. So no matter what lessons we have to learn the hard way, and by the way, the reason why we have to learn lessons the hard way is because we're hard-headed, we're stubborn, we're rebellious by nature, we have a tendency to be full of pride. Yep, don't look at me that way. That's you too. All of us are that way. And there's some things, aren't you thankful God still wants to work in our life? Aren't you thankful that God still wants to work so that we become more like His Son? And we ought to thank God for the hard times. It's not easy to do. What should we do? Praise God anyway. Well, I just, I'm just a little upset about the things taking place in my life. Oh, you've got to get right with God. What should I do? Praise Him anyway. Well, Pastor, I was on the top and now I'm on the bottom. Are you saved? You're not going to hell. That's pretty good. Praise God anyway. Second thing I want us to see, we find in verse number 22, and all of this, this is what, to me, this is one of the most powerful verses in all the Bible. In all this, what is in all this? Well, we read it. In all this, he lost his wealth. He lost his children. He lost his livelihood. He lost everything. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Sometimes we don't get the gift that we think we deserved, and we want to blame God, and we want to throw accusations at God for not being good to us. But in all this, Job sinned not. What's the example he set for us is we must just trust God. I find this so fascinating. Job's going through all this, and he had no idea the conversation that had taken place between God and the devil. He had no idea the high opinion God had of him. But the thought, these characters on Scripture are flesh and blood like you and I. If the thought would have gone in our head, what, what did I do? Why is God allowing this? Then it probably went through his head as well. But yet, through all of this, he still trusted God. Job did not have perfect faith. Job was not a perfect man. But I believe his testimony bears out that he trusted God with what he went through. Friend, if God's going to teach you and God's going to teach me a lesson the hard way, we can still trust him. We can still trust him. 
And might we follow the example of Job that if God brings something in our life, even in the new year that we did not anticipate, we were not aware of, and he has to teach us a lesson. He's going to teach us a lesson a hard way. Might our reaction be as Job's? Praise the Lord anyway. I'm just going to trust him. Can I remind you, trusting God does not mean you understand the why. You've got to be very, very careful. Well, if I just knew why, then I could trust God. If I just knew why, I can move on. What are you going to do if God never tells you the why? Are you not going to move on? Are you not going to trust him any longer? Then finally, this is what I want to leave you with. In chapter number 42, we use the life of Job and the hardships of Job to teach us and remind us of many things. I think it's very appropriate, as as I've already done this evening. But I do believe, as preachers and as Christians, generally speaking, we don't speak enough about the end of Job's life. We don't talk enough about chapter 42 as much as we do chapter number 1. And certainly we must be reminded of the hardships and the fact, the lessons that I've already pointed out to all of us. Life changes fast. Life, things can be taken from us in a moment. And in those lessons, we need to be reminded how precious this life is that God has given us. Don't ever take for granted the encounters that we have and Sunday after Sunday as we as a church family gather together. There are some lessons we have to learn. But we look at the end of Job's life, and I want you to see verse number 12 of Job 42. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she-asses. You can compare that on your own time to what he lost. He had also seven sons and three daughters. These are seven additional sons and three additional daughters. And he called the name of the first, Jemimai, and the name of the second, Kezii, the name of the third, Karen Hapak. In all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren, and this lived Job 140 years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. Verse 12, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. What a testimony of the goodness of God. How did Job get from what we just read just a few moments ago in chapter number 1? How did he get to chapter number 42 and have everything taken from him, given back to him? How did he die with that peace How did his life end with all those blessings? It's very simple. All he did was live. All he did was survive. 
All he did was endure. And he lived long enough for God to bestow those blessings on him again. Now, don't miss this tonight. Say, Pastor, life has changed for me in 2021. What should I do? Live. Well, I have a loved one who's not here at this Christmas. Celebrate it anyway. Did you hear me? Celebrate Christmas anyway. Well, I'm going into a new year, and, and something's different, and, and there's somebody who's away from the Lord now. This and that. What should I do? You keep living. Just because somebody else turned their back on God don't mean you should turn your back on God. Well, it's not the same, and, and it's different. I used to serve with them, and I used to sit in the same row with them, and, and it's a constant reminder. Well, let me tell you what you do. When the doors open next Sunday morning, you walk in the doors, you find your place, you serve God, you live. You continue to do what it is that God has given you to do. We want to overcomplicate why God blesses. God blessed Job because Job in all of this just praised him, trusted him, not in a perfect manner, but the best that a man could do. He trusted God. He knew he could not change the circumstances. And we get to chapter number 42. We find he was old and full of days. How did he get there? He just kept on living. One day he got out of that ash heap that the Bible describes. He began to, you think that God just all of a sudden one day said, I'm going to give you a thousand sheep today, and they just showed up on his doorstep? No, I imagine he got up, and the things that he did to get all those sheep and livestock the first time, he began to do it again. And he got up and he went to work again. And he got up and he did all the things that made him successful again. And God began to bless in the same way that he had blessed before. I don't know all the things that have taken place in your life in the years gone by. And you say, Pastor, God's had to teach me some things the hard way. I don't know what I should do. You just keep on living. You just keep on doing what you know you're supposed to do. And the same thing that God blessed before, he'll bless again. The same thing that God did before, he'll do again. Too many Christians never have the ending of Job because they stop living when life brings them disappointments. Job had no idea. He knows now, but he had no idea that God was going to do these things in his life, but God was also going to allow them to come into his life so Job could bring honor and glory to him. He had no idea the conversation that took place between Satan and God. But yet, Job just said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I go forth. Blessed is the name of the Lord. And at some point, Job got up. If you study chapter 42 very carefully, the Bible says that God turned the captivity of Job when he began praying for his friends. And those that had wronged Job, God came back to them and said, I'm not even going to take your sacrifices. Job's going to have to offer sacrifices on your behalf because I won't take yours. And Job put complete trust in God. And Job just began doing all the things that he knew he was supposed to do. And when it was all said and done, God had given him everything back that he had lost. Why? Because he praised God anyway. Why? Because he trusted God. 
in there, there's nowhere that that Bible will tell you that Job liked what he went through. That he agreed with what God brought his way. But he praised God anyway because God is worthy to be praised. He trusted God because you can trust God. How did he get to chapter number 42? It's not as complicated as you think it is. He just went on living. He got up out of that ash sheet. With a broken heart, he got back to work. With a broken heart, he continued doing the things that he knew he was supposed to do. And the last verse of Job says that Job died. He was full of days. It doesn't just mean that he lived many days. He did. But he was full of days. He had lived a full life. Maybe you have a hard time getting over some things that took place a long, long time ago. Don't you just make up your mind that you're just going to keep living? You can still live a full life. I don't, I, 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 the Lord put this on my heart because I know sometimes during the holiday season, we stop, we slow down. We spend time with family, and if you don't have somebody missing from your Christmas celebration, treasure those moments. Make sure you take the time to express the way you feel, if it's a good way you feel. You hold those bad feelings in. We'll discuss that on a different Sunday. Uh, don't take for granted the church you have, the friends and family you have, because life is fragile. If we can, if God's blessed you, and I say all of us, God has blessed us, hey, be reminded you can go from the top to the bottom in a moment. In a moment. Is God still going to be good? Uh, make up your mind now. You may be at the top now. Why don't you make up your mind now that no matter what comes your way, you're going to trust God. You're just going to praise God. Oh, this Bible puts so much of a premium on just being faithful and never quitting and just getting back to doing what we're supposed to do. Don't be discouraged by what life brings. Keep your focus on God. Keep your focus on Him. And hey, let's just keep serving Him. I don't know what's going to come in 2022. I, we, there's things that we couldn't see in 2020, 2021. There's certainly things that we can't see in 2022. But I know this, that every time that calendar turns and a new year comes, we're closer to that trumpet sounding. We're closer the rapture of the church. And friend, let's stay faithful. And if in God's timing, He chooses to stay the rapture of the church and I live my natural course of life, I, I want to live. Not looking back at any regrets, not looking back and second-guessing God. I want to just do the things that I know God will bless. I want to do the things that I know that I should do, may we all determine that that would be our future. What a sad story. What a tragic story. It would be if at the end of chapter number one, it said Job cursed God. We wouldn't know. He would have never known the blessings that God would have bestowed. How sad for many Christians. When God wants to teach them a lesson, not because he's mad at them, not because he's cruel, because he wants to do a work in their life. 
and they don't trust God, they don't praise God, and quite frankly, they never get out of that ash heap of mourning to continue to do what they know they should do. Make this Christmas a time of rejoicing, but a time of victory. Maybe you don't need this today. The time will come. You'll need it. The time will come. You'll face some things. So what do I do? Just continue doing what you know you're supposed to do. Let's have victory in our life. Father, I pray that you